0: If you're listening to the Candid Conversations podcast, it means you are ready to have a major breakthrough in your business. That is why we invite industry experts onto this show so you can fill your mind with valuable information. We exist because we believe business owners are the real investors of the economy. Here's your host, Charles Schwinn from Flying Kite.
1: Welcome to another episode of Candid Conversations. Today I have Cindy Norcott. Cindy, you know, I don't even know where to start with you. Cindy, you are a mother of two. You You've been you, you married your high school sweetheart. You're an entrepreneur. You've climbed Kilimanjaro. You've published a book. And I believe there's another one in the making. Am I right, Cindy? <laughs> That's right. So I don't even know where to start with you, Cindy. Like, like I'm, I'm pretty much stumped. But for the listeners that don't know you, you, you are even a philanthropist. The founder of Robin Hood Foundation. So thank you for doing that. And keep up the good work. Thank now, you. Cindy, I want to find out something from you. Now, I believe you met your husband when you were 14.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's correct.
1: <laughs> wow. That is that is that is amazing because I got married last year. I cannot imagine the years of experience of marriage that you have on me. But that's a story for a different time. Now, and, and another thing I want to find out from you is, you, you, I believe that you have a saying called the... the unstoppable, unstoppable action taker, where yes. did that mantra come from? Because normally there's a genesis, like something happens, something happened in your life to make you say, you know what, I'm going to take no prisoners. I'm just going to line them up and shoot them down.
0: You know, it's funny. I went to a seminar many years ago, probably about 20 years ago, and the speaker um, had studied NLP Uh, Neuro Linguistic Programming, and he was just saying that how he had programmed himself to be an action taker and his saying was, I'm an unstoppable action taker and I thought, I'm going to steal that," And that's what (laughs) I did. So, um, you know, and it's funny that, you know, I, I know from coaching, you know, if you say something to yourself repeatedly. It starts getting infused into your DNA and into your psyche, and you start becoming that. It's the same thing with negativity. Some people go through their whole lives thinking, "I'm so unlucky." You know, why does this happen to me? Poor me. And that's I- infused in them. And I thought, well, let's focus on something super positive, and um, you know. So the book when I when I wrote my book, it was called How to Be Unstoppable because it was pretty much um, my mantra in life, and and just sharing what I'd learned in the, in the journey. Of twenty years in business at the time,
1: so you started your business when you were twenty-three, yes. right? And it was in human resource. Why? Why human resource? And why still human resource?
0: Um, yes. Well, when I was twenty-three, I'd I'd been running a recruitment company placing students for two years, and I loved it. But you know, I think when you're twenty three it's quite a nice time of your life. you don't know what you don't know, and you're quite gutsy and courageous, so I thought, you know what? I think I should start my own business, so it was the only business I knew, and I enjoyed it. so I thought, let me open up my own um obviously after respecting a restraint period, but yeah, I opened the business, and um you know it's just been a really good business, it's a great model, um you know, I've got a team of recruiters um the the whole landscape of recruitment's changed, but the the business and the businesses had to adapt as well over time. But um, yes, it's 27 years old and still going really really strong.
1: Did anybody tell you back then, like, say, it's why are you doing it? It's, it's crazy. You're too young. You don't have enough experience. All the naysayers. Did that happen? Or everybody's go, Cindy, go. Do you remember?
0: I think I think you know what it's like. A lot of people will see somebody try something and then they'll say. You can do it. You can do it. I had a few people after it saying, I know I told you you could do it, but I didn't know if you would or I didn't know if you could, <laughs> but I was, I wow. didn't want to be negative. So, you know, you know, but um, one thing about me is I'm incredibly determined. So if I put my mind to something, there's no ways I'm not going to give it 110%. So um, I knew I could do it.
1: Okay. And I mean, was that part of your childhood dream growing up, growing up, did you know that you wanted to get into HR or how did that happen? No.
0: No. What did you want to be you know, growing I think, up? Um, I wanted to be a teacher. And um, I suppose if if I think about it, um, the work I do is, is um, probably related to that because I spend a lot of my time doing motivational speaking, um, coaching. And, you know, it's amazing how this lockdown has helped us. Uh, you know, it's helped me become national, mm. um, international, and it's just literally broken down borders for the work we do. So I think... Um, that just, I think I, I think as a young kid, I used to teach all the toys, all the dolls and the bears, you know, and they were very, very well educated. So um, <laughs> I thought, <laughs> you know, there was something I wanted to do, but um, I'm, I'm glad I didn't go into to mainstream teaching. I think I much prefer teaching adults, especially um, I used to own a training company, training entrepreneurs, and that was so exciting. You'd get these adults, there, professionals often um, who were taught medicine or law or whatever, But they weren't taught business and you know it's funny some people seem to have an extra dollop of business instincts in them and others others don't so i found that the entrepreneurs there that everything was on the line they'd given up their jobs they'd invested the little money they had and they had to make it work so they were literally sitting and and uh, you could hear a pin drop as you were explaining whether it was financials or marketing strategy or business plans or you know they were so hungry for that knowledge and and for many of them, eight years, seven years, six years of study, they hadn't had one class on business. So, um, yeah, that was really exciting for me to do that. And, and that's why I think I love coaching business owners because they're passionate. They're all in. And, you know, and when they come to you, they, they need help. So I love it.
1: Is there any part, so I, I suppose that's the big part. I mean, that's the part that you love the most is uh, which will be educating people and you see the fruit coming out. Yes, yes. Is there any part that you don't enjoy is about running your own business? There has to be something.
0: Yeah, you know, I would say there's a lot that um, I'm not good <laughs> at. So <laughs> uh, when it comes to technology, um, I'm always a lagger in in terms of like a new software or new app. Um, you know, I'm one of those people who'll only go onto something once everyone's gone onto it, which is a real problem. I also think um, I'm very much a big picture person. So I've, I'm very good at ideation and strategizing but sometimes filling in the details and so the admin, you know, if you've got a form of 20 pages to fill in, I'm not, I'm not your girl. <laughs> um, you know, anything that involves waiting on other people, I find quite frustrating. Um, anything that's mechanical or practical, definitely not for me, but you know, if it's to do with people, if it's to do with encouragement, inspiration, ideas, um, where you shine. and leading, that's where I shine. And You know, I made a conscious decision a couple of years ago to try and only work with people I really, really like working Mm. with and to try and spend at least 60 to 80% of my time working on my genius, working in my genius. So I've literally eliminated all the bad parts and all the boring bits. And um, I pretty much spend most of my day doing really, really awesome stuff. Mm. So I'll go from a coaching session to a motivational talk to meeting um, a person I, I think is awesome you know this morning walking on the beach in durban before work you know i i, I don't know to me i think i, I think that's I'm where you really, get your energy really,
1: from that's where you yeah. Get your energy i think
0: from. so yeah. hmm. i think it is is about filling that tank so full that it's overflowing um one thing oprah said the one time um, um somebody said to her you're so full of yourself and she said exactly i fill myself so full that i can overflow and give oh, wow. to other people and you know it's funny during this lockdown a lot of people have been incredibly empty they've been drained they've been hmm. depressed and, you know, I've sort of um, taken it upon myself to be a, a little bit of a poster girl for positivity. I know some people hate it, but they, they're not my audience. You know, um, I'm talking to people who are wanting a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of levity and a little bit of encouragement.
1: I have a saying in that is I'd rather be an optimist that is wrong than a pessimist yeah. that is right.
0: absolutely i think so um yeah and and to me you know even in difficult times there's always opportunities there's always something to be grateful for so Mm. um i've learned so much in this last year about boundaries about family you know so to me it's been amazing
1: yeah because i can imagine like you know you you've got you you, you, you're juggling so many balls you you have to be a wife you have to be a mother you have to be a speaker you have to be a boss you have to be a I, don't know, I showed it to cry on. I mean, now, so this is the next question. I mean, are there any resources out there for you when your tank is empty, whether it's a gadget, whether it's certain books? What do you do when your tank is like on the reserve? It has to happen. Yeah. You're only human. You know,
0: I think, um, as I say, I'm not the biggest app fan. Unfortunately, um, I'm not, I don't run to apps, I run to people. So um, I've carefully cultivated quite a large group of. Uh, business friends, business support and in and, and different areas. So I've got a big network of business uh, support people. My husband's there for me as well. But I, um, years ago, I joined a, an organization called EO, the Entrepreneurs' Organization. And um, that was a, literally a game changer. So I have a forum, there's eight of us in our forum and you meet once a month for five hours where you discuss your 5%, the stuff you don't tell the world. You um, oh, wow. do presentations on on things that are troubling you. You know, when, when, you, when you're when exposed to seven other like-minded people who are being honest, vulnerable, who are listening attentively, who are giving no advice, but just experience shares, you know, it's like sitting at the feet of greatness. So um, I think that to me has been my, my, my big um, secret weapon. And yes, and I think just spending time with positive uplifting people who challenge your thinking, who think differently, um, I think that's an important thing. I, I put a lot of that into my diary okay. and I read a lot,
1: a lot. <laughs> Speaking about reading, would you have, besides your own, own, yes. own books, uh, by the way, um, you are working on a new book. Can you tell us what's it about or are you still working on the framework?
0: It's, it's called, How Does She Do It? Okay. It's a question people always ask me. How do you get the balance right? How do you run a business and do this? How do you run a charity? How do you grow a coaching business? Um, and It's not what you think it is. So most people would think it's going to be all the, I'm so successful, look at everything I've done right. A a lot of it is actually revealing how badly I've done certain things and literally giving the reader permission to be real and messy and vulnerable. So, um, you know, I always get asked to speak on the balance and You know, whenever I speak on getting the balance right, I stand up there and I say, I'm the wrong person. You should see what my house looks like. Um, You should see, I mean, my children are thriving or neglect. Would you like to show
1: us on (laughs) camera? You don't want to
0: see. (laughs) So, you know, the thing is, um, so I think it's about removing the myth of perfection. So especially for women, so many women, there's a word I made up, they pedestalize other people. So they'll go, she's got it all together. She's successful in business. She must be amazing. (laughs) okay yeah and you know what we're all real we all we're all struggling every day in, in some area and you know I, I want people to understand that it's a hard journey it's yeah. it's hard to motivate yourself when things are, are are bad we've all taken strain in the last year even if our businesses were fun emotionally on an anxiety level so I want people to understand that you know what nobody's nobody's got a free pass and nobody's just just smooth sailing there is no smooth sailing and it's messy but it's rewarding
1: okay talk about the talk about the three books that you feel like it's had the greatest influence on you let's so let's say if if the place is burning down you can only grab three books because you said <laughs> you're a big big reader which three books would you grab
0: well i would grab the bible first because i think you know it's a it's a foundation of my life and mm. it's um you know, I mean, literally any wisdom you need in life is there. So for me, it would be the Bible. A book I read many years ago that had a massive impact at the time was The Seven Habits of Highly uh, Effective Kobe. People. I love that book. Um, There's just so much wisdom in it; it's unbelievable. And then, you know, I would probably say if if I were to talk to people about business um, authors, I mean, I just love Seth Godin. I love um, Malcolm Gladwell. Mm-hmm. Um, they are John Maxwell. You know, there, there's so many. Um, so my advice, uh, uh, Robin Sharma. There's a couple of his, like the 5 a.m. club. I loved the concept there. You know, so for me, I think it's to to get a nugget out of each book. You know mm-hmm. that you read, and and to um, the biggest thing I think is to implement it because I know people who read and read and read, and they say oh, that book was amazing, and you go, they well, don't have do implemented it? Don't take action. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I think they they're just consuming them and not really. Um, putting them into practice. It, it
1: reminds me of, what you just said to me reminds me of uh, what, what uh, my previous CEO said to me once. And he said that, like, if you ever have a, uh, let's say, a business idea or you write a book, think about it this way. Because people are so scared that uh, their ideas will get stolen. So imagine you go into the bookstore. There's only a certain section of people that would look at business books. Okay? Yes. From that, there's only a small people in the business section that will pick your book from that there will only be a certain people that will actually read your book and yes. a smaller amount of people will actually do what you say exactly uh, and and that is so true you just you just say that no, it happens over and over again people will say oh it's a great book but what have you done um mm. they're still waiting we yeah.
0: still waiting Well, I, I I mean as a motivational speaker, I get that all the time. People will say, Oh my gosh, I was at your seminar last year. It was life changing. And then I'll say, That's amazing. How did your life change? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm back for more. <laughs> so for some some of us, you know what?
1: But that's but, good. That's repeat customer. I'll take that.
0: Exactly. <laughs> but I think also, you know what? I always say we we as humans are like lack- goldfish with legs we have a three second memory you know but um i also think uh, you know sometimes we just need a top-up you know sometimes we will get something it'll make us feel better it'll you know and, and i also think whenever we are, are reading a book or listening to a podcast or, or listening to a speaker or having a coaching session it's we like mirror balls. It, it hits us at a certain light but the next time they see we see it or do it it's it's a different place so i think we can always get something new out of any form of personal development or motivation. And, and I'm a firm believer in it. I think we need to keep um, going to different sources. Um, if we want to think differently, we've got to speak to different people. We've got to get in different information and um, challenge ourselves. And yeah, and I think it's it's a constant work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Now, now, I want to find out from you, um, because you mentioned that uh, people come to you as the, the balance expert, so to speak. But you said that's not the case there are lots of mess up there are lots of things that you Mm. can you please tell us some of well three three of your your biggest would you say wipeouts that you've had in business and how did you overcome it
0: you know i I don't think i've had specific wipeouts as such but I've, i've certainly had areas where i felt geez i'm not i'm not good at all in this space so if I, if I could say to you, like as a woman boss, and I don't know if it's if I, I I know a lot of women who are remarkably assertive, but for me, I found it was really hard in business for many years, and even to this day. Um, Managing other people. So for me, that was one of my biggest challenges, if I could say that, that is a constant source of anxiety and angst is having those crucial conversations, having to say to somebody, let's meet in the boardroom, we need to chat. You know, we're chatting about about something.
1: Especially when it's conflict uh, or something. Well, well,
0: it's it's just an honest conversation where you have to steel yourself to be honest and direct and straightforward. And you know, it's something that that person doesn't necessarily want to hear. That's the one thing I've really battled with. The second thing was just in the start was understanding financials. You know, I um, the degree I did was uh, like you know more psychology and marketing economics, and I never really understood break even points, how to read financials. It took a good five years in business to get to that point where I was confident. And I think I would really say to people, don't let that be a failure. Um, we sh-, you know we need to know what we need to know. And then the third thing that has been a constant source of pain for me is the inability to say no. (laughs) So, you know, people will say, do you want to talk here? Do you want to do this? And can you, can you help? And in my nature, I love to help, but, um, for many years, I think I really battled with boundaries Mm. and, um, and even now when people ask me to do things, I'm always trying to squash something into a full calendar, you know. Yeah. And I think I'm a time traveler. <laughs> so, you know, I'm learning to just go, you know what, that doesn't work. No, thank you. Um, not now.
1: This reminds me of somebody you you've you probably heard of him, Andy Stanley. Andy Stanley, the, the pastor. Andy Stanley. So, okay, so,
0: that does ring a bell.
1: So he he wrote he wrote a book um uh, years ago. Um and I read it in December, and it's called, actually I actually forgot the name, but there was a point inside about we all cheat, and this is what it means. We either cheat at work, or we cheat our family, or we cheat time. He's talking about time. Mm. He said, always cheat at work and not at home, because yeah. you can make that up, and that was so profound, because right? people, you know, understanding being, being parents, like like my, 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 my dad was a little bit like that. He was away from home, trying to provide, and he regretted yeah. He regretted yeah. He said, Charles, I wish I spent more time at home. I said, Dad, I have, no, I have no anger towards you. I know you yes. were trying to provide. So always cheat yes. at home, if it's possible. Sorry, so always cheat at work, not at home, yes. if it's possible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, you know, I often get asked why women, on why there are so few women, you know, trying to get into the corner office. And I mean, I can't really speak. I, I don't really work in a corporate space. I run an entrepreneurial business and as I said to you earlier, I'm a slashy, I do this slash this slash this all the time. But if I look at the many women I speak to and coach, a lot of them are not looking to, to actually get to that corner office. A lot of women are looking for a few things that are intangible. It's the freedom, it's the flexibility, um, you know, it's the it's the ability to just be able to move around freely and be there for their families. And I think it's exactly what you said. So um, a lot of women are looking to to be um, you know, free and available to do all the many things that they want to and need to do in a day. So um, I don't personally know that many women who reach a certain age who are looking to climb that ladder. A lot of them are saying, you know what, I want that, but I also want this and something has to give. And um, I applaud both. Whoever wants to climb the ladder whoever decides that they want to rather run a lifestyle business. But it, yeah, I think it, there's, there's always sacrifice, you know, wherever there's a, there's a goal and an opportunity, there's always a sacrifice on the other side.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you, you mean you're pushing 27 years and this is a, a basically a lifetime. Some people, business we all know the failure rate of business, you know. People. Yeah. Now, if you can go back in time and tell your yeah. 23-year-old self what you know now, what is the one thing you would tell your 23-year-old self? of all the years of experience is there something that sticks out
0: i think i would tell myself to to think bigger and back myself more if i look at how my confidence has grown over the years when i started i really just wanted to replace my salary you know as the business um you know then i only reached a point where i got my first employee and then when we're at breaking speed you break you know we're almost breaking got the second so i think i would have started with a a less lean organization and and a little bit more of an ambitious focus of growth and um i think yeah and just just being fearless you know i think it's amazing at 23 most people are quite fearless they they haven't got a lot to lose and i think you think you're invisible you know i think i think think i should have just uh you know been a little bit more gung-ho and a little bit braver (laughs) okay
1: And Cindy, if, if, uh, if the listeners out there, they're like, wow, you know what? I love everything about you. We want to hire you, we want to get your book. Where is the best place to get hold of you, Cindy?
0: So you can see me on LinkedIn. Uh, um, you're welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. That'd be great. And my email address is Cindy, C I N D Y, at ProAppoint. It's P R O A P P O I N T. Or if you want to get hold of me at my office, 031. 031- two six five two thousand
1: awesome cindy thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure
0: absolutely loved being here thank you if you would like to connect with charles get in touch with him on linkedin charles schwinn or follow him on instagram flying kites today till next time